grab your favorite beverage, kick up your feet as you ascend with me into the joy portal of soul reflections, fresh perspectives, fun ideas, and wisdom. Light to light and heart to heart. Smile and breathe even deeper as together we will soar above the perception of all hurdles and shine brightly as the light we are. Namaste, everyone, and welcome to Light Laughter and Lattes. My name is Jerry Habstreet, and I'm an evasive quantum healer, medical intuitive, self-ascension intuitive counselor, and your host today at, for Life, Laughter, and Lattes on Oneness Talk Radio. So welcome everyone who's listening um, in the OTR world. If you're listening via Facebook or Oneness Talk Radio YouTube, hello. We've got the chat open. You can jump in and say hi. Um, and if you're catching this later via podcast on Spotify, welcome. Glad you're here today. And you can always catch this show live on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific time at Oneness Talk Radio Facebook and Oneness Talk Radio YouTube. And so today is a great day. Today is we are one day after this new moon and new moons are all about creation energy. And so it's so perfect how today's interview lined up because it's all about creating your miraculous life. And I have with me um, someone who has spent most of her life working on that. So um, and we didn't look at the moon schedule, at least I didn't anyways, and it turned out that it was today. So I love how these synchronicities come together. And I want to get going right away because this is going to be a great show. It's about my favorite topic, and that's about um, creating your dreams, living your dreams, and living a miraculous life. And so I'm going to introduce my guest. Um, her name is Wendy Darling, and she is the found, founder of the Miraculous Living Institute with more than 35 years of experience as a relationship and transformational results expert. She's a speaker, seminar facilitator, management and organizational development consultant, master healer and coach. And she's got a unique and innovative system called the Miraculous Living Method that allows people to get the results they want with greater ease and speed. And who doesn't want all of that, especially the greater ease and speed? So I'm going to welcome in Wendy Darling. Hi, Jerry. Nice to be here. Nice to have you here. Um, just loving how the timing of this lined up. Um, I don't know if you follow the moon cycles at all, but this is we are in that time where if people are wanting to really change their lives. Mm. Now's the time. Well, September altogether right now is a rebirthing month. It's if mm. you have a birth that you're carrying, if you want to shift and change your life and rebirth it, September, the whole month is all about that. And we're in the new moon. So now it's the new time to get clear, take action and birth that dream and um, birth that miraculous life. So um, it's fantastic that you're here, and I'm ex so excited to hear about what you have learned about creation energy and how to make it more effective and how you have helped people. 
And so if you could say, you know, why did you start this institute? There's, there must have been an experience in your life that caused you to say, I'm going to create a whole institute around this. <laughs> well, it didn't start out that way. Um, so to give you just a little background, because I think the, that also is important. Um, early in my career, I, well, really early in my career, I was a sixth grade teacher for a year. I, I got into trouble with my principal quite a bit because I didn't believe learning had to be quiet. Went back, got a couple of graduate degrees in counseling psychology, postgraduate work eventually in management and organizational development. And I, I started my, <clears throat> excuse me, my own business in 1981. And I was traveling rather extensively with the Fortune 100 company was not really taking very good care of myself. And I had become very ill. And um, I unfortunately thought I was totally able to do whatever, whenever, and foolishly decided to continue to take my trip um, for a consulting assignment in LA. And I was at the Dallas airport. This is in 1990. Mm -hmm. And I went outside the airport to get some fresh air because I'd been sick to my stomach. And I ended up passing out and I fell over a ledge and I fell approximately 25 feet. Mm. And so the good news or the bad news, depending on how you want to look mm. at it, is I landed on my right leg and my right leg was shattered. Um, I had multiple surgeries and it took um, around... 11 months before I knew if I would walk again, which I do. I also had some back fractures. I was later diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury um, that took a very long time to um, recover from. I still have some minor challenges today, but in the scope of things, I'm very blessed in terms of the recover my recovery. And um, the real blows happened around week four when, while still being in the hospital, my former husband came suitcases packed saying he no longer wished to be married any longer. And even though I take full responsibility for my portion that contributed to that decision, you probably can appreciate the timing wasn't exactly optimal, <laughs> not that it probably ever is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and if that, all of that was not enough, when we ultimately went to court several months later, um, my former husband happened to be an attorney and he was awarded full custody of our son who was only four and a half at that time. Mm -hmm. So prior to my accident, I was fearless. I did things, if somebody said, can you do this? I said, yes, and I'd figure it out. Now suddenly Everything felt very foreign to me. I didn't know which side was up. My prayer back then was, God, if you help me dig out of this hole, I promise I will pay it forward. And I, and I remember even saying, and by the way, if you could just make it just a little bit easier and a little bit faster, that would be great because nobody should suffer like this. And quite honestly, my wish um, was granted. So I'm, I'm actually getting into answering your question. Um, it, it really started to evolve. My mom suggests, my mom of all people 
suggested that I might want to learn how to meditate. And at that time, quieting my mind was a complete oxymoron. But I had been so traumatized, you know, you know, it's like, okay, let me try it. So I found somebody, I happened to be living in Dallas at the time. And I found somebody that was teaching meditation. There was just a small group of us in this person's home. And after a couple of times, I remember going up and sharing with Michael, our instructor, um, that every time I almost felt like my mind was going to relax, I felt this urge to sing. And he just looked at me and he said, well, then sing. And I started to laugh. I said, no, you don't understand. I actually have people in my life that request I not do that. And so, of course, he just looked at me and he said, Wendy, just sing. So I went back to my little place in the house. I got into that space and I allowed this melodic type of singing to come out of me. And for the, excuse me, for the first time in a very long time, not only did my mind begin to relax, but so did my body. So I was literally in the closet with all of this. I, 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 what they say is true. Everything is, in fact, a little bigger in Dallas. I had, you know, a nice walk-in closet. So I would do the, my meditation and this singing in my closet. And then it wasn't long after that that I was back at this person's house. And we had finished. And I'm walking down the hallway. And I walk by another person in our little group. And out of my mouth comes you have a block around your heart. And I'm thinking, well, where did that come from? This was not me or anything familiar to me prior to my accident. And what was really a gift um, was further back behind me, this, the instructor's son who was a teenager, um, he, I hear him behind me, he, he was very gifted. Um, I hear him say, hey, you have a block around your heart. And I'm thinking to myself, what is happening to me? And so I began to explore more of what this was. And it started to evolve. I started to be able to develop, work with it, cultivate it. It led me to start creating personal growth seminars um, in topics like attracting love. Um, I help people grow their businesses, make more money. I've worked with kids with learning disabilities and helped them get squared away. Um, I've worked with women who have been abused, and, and I'm not exaggerating, in a very short time, they are freed from that trauma. And so it really continued to evolve. And so today it's now called the Miraculous Living Method. And in the Institute, as I mentioned, I have a variety of programs. So it really came out of this journey that I was going through. In my career as a consultant, I had been writing and delivering workshops for many, many years. I just started writing them more in the personal growth arena. I still do some consulting, but I love the space of the Miraculous Living Institute because 
I happen to like being able to support people to really close that gap from where they are to where they want to be. Yeah, well, it, it's it's amazing how, and I've done so many of these interviews and friends that are on the path of me, the same path that I'm on, you know, personal growth, personal healing, ascension, whatever. And it seems that we all get our experiences, um, mm -hmm. our challenging experiences, our pain experiences, whatever they may be, to get us to where we are now so that we are doing what we came here to do. <laughs> and, yeah. and they all look different. Mine was, um, you know, equally as ugly as yours. <laughs> and and I can remember the feeling too, after it was over, the trauma part was over, where my voice came out too, because you're more in your truth then. Once you release things that are unlike your truth, your, your truth can come out, which is your voice with full clarity. And I can remember how I was able to just hit notes and clarity in my singing that I couldn't like who whose voice is this I didn't even recognize it and so that feels so so similar to me when you when you shared that um what is the one you know I I read through some of the chapters of your book and so it's fun for me to do that because I do similar to you I'm more medical intuitive and I go into the body parts and what emotions are we holding on to that are affecting the organs, the shockers, the emotions, all of that. And um, so I, I had fun kind of reading your book and, and seeing how your journey, you know, how, how it's similar to, you know, what I do as a coach and healer as well. Um, what is the one thing that you find helps people the most? So if you, if you're working with someone who's really down and out and depressed and um, what, what's the one thing that you tend to go to first to, to help that person? Do you go after the depression or do you go after something else? Yeah, I go after something else. Um, my first step is really, I mean, people will share with a little bit of where they are. Um, however, I want to assist them to waking up their deepest desires. So one of the first steps is what I refer to as magic wand time. If you could wave your magic wand, what do you really want to be doing? How do you want to be feeling? How do you want to be living your life? And I have a structure that I follow that guides them in this direction. Because even in my former training, we were really trained in the good old days to find what's wrong and to fix it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my early training and experience was all talk therapy. Well, at some point I realized, wait, I now know how the brain works. And so I had trained my mind and probably others that we just have to keep looking for what's wrong and to fix it. So you're always looking for what's wrong or what's off or out of alignment. And I went, maybe we're looking at things backwards. So I help people design their life and really come from a place. And I have, I have a very creative process. Part of my process involves um, what I refer to as transformational healing cards that were that came through me in the early 2000s and they hold a frequency 
And we use these in the process to design your vision, meaning, you know, how do you want your life to look? But I take people further and take them into developing, designing their mission. Because it's one thing, if you want, for example, I always wanted to have a home that had a view of the ocean. Now, when I originally created that many years ago, I was living in Dallas, Texas. And you can probably figure out um, that we didn't have too much water around there, certainly not the kind of water I was interested in. And, and now um, I live in San Diego. Um, I'm, I don't have that home yet. That's going to be next. <laughs> um, but I will tell you that I am significantly closer to that ocean than I was previously. And what it tells me, um, yes, my home environment's very important to support me and nourish me so that I can be fully available when I work with my clients. Um, but it also tells me I'm getting my job done. And, and so in that sense, my mission for having that home is more saying, good job. You know, you've really been doing well. So that's where I take people in the very early phase. That first step. I want to wake up those desires. Okay. Oh, oh, I was just going to say, because I believe our desires are pointing us in the direction of our truth. Exactly. Yeah. Our passion, you know, when, when, from the moment we're born, when we're young, we have these interests and talents and gifts and somewhere along the way we get told that well you're never going to make it as an artist you can't make me at that you can't make money playing a piano you can't make you know it's all about the money right how are you going to support your family you're not going to have the money and so a lot of those special interests and buyers get tucked away in the name of getting the job, right? And then our health goes down because your our whole body, our energy system, if I go through every organ in our body, every single organ is about coming into this planet, receiving our gifts, nourishing a vig- vision, nurturing that vision, going out into the world and expressing it and being it in joy in our truth. And every single organ in our bodies was designed for us to live what we came here to do. And when we stop doing that is when we get depressed, when we get the pain. I mean, and there's other things in life too that causes the pains, the traumas and all of that stuff as well. But there's many, many people that are literally just sick because they're not happy, because they're, there's nothing inspiring in them. They're doing a day-to-day that's not inspiring. And so I love that that's exactly, that's the one thing that you pick. You know, let's not treat the depression. Let's go after the joy. And once this person's inspired, then a lot of things will fix itself. Absolutely. And especially as you learn, as I learned more about energy and frequencies and how that impacts our well-being, how that impacts our energetic system, um, it, it just makes it so much easier to actually then start living the life that you really have always wanted. 
Right. Um, so I have to ask when you've, I know that I've worked with people who, if I ask them, what is your dream or your vision? They can't even come up with one. And so what is, what is your trick for people who are so, um, so still stuck in the past and maybe the, the traumas and things that have happened that they can't see their way out of it. They can't, they don't have a vision even of a future. Yeah. What do you do to get them on that? To help well, them I have to be honest, that hasn't exactly happened. Okay. And, and I think, and not to that extent, um, you know, it might take a little jump start. But I think I hold the space for dreams to be realized. And because I use my transformational cards, I think that helps to open them up a little bit more to begin with. So I have always been known, um, for example, in high school, my nickname was Nose. And it wasn't because I have a big one. It's just I was always asking questions. <laughs> so I, I've always had a very curious nature. In fact, my very first consulting job was, was to go in and work with computer programmers for a certain department. I had never touched a computer and this was my first consulting assignment, but it was the best gift in the world because I, I, kicked in and started asking a bunch of questions. And in a very short time, there were ahas and we figured something out. And I went, oh, I like this consulting job. You know, I don't have to know. So I just get curious. Plus I can feel when we're close or we're off. And, and so I think that that helps to kind of guide things as well. But I think people that come to me maybe they don't know exactly what it is, but maybe we'll start with feelings. Maybe we'll mm -hmm. start with, well, we don't have to work. You know, for example, somebody might want to change careers. They may not know what that is. They may not know what the job is, and, but it's more, well, let's just look at what kind of environment you want to be working in, the kind of people you want to be working with, or more times than not, because there was a time in my career, it's been a number of years ago, I also was um, subcontracting with um, an outplacement firm. So I was working with people who had lost their jobs and they were using me to help them pivot into whatever might be next. And I always was very curious, what is something that you have always wanted to do that you've never given yourself permission to pursue? Now, it might not be the job, but at least what I try to get people to do that are dissatisfied in their jobs is we find out what they really would love to do and we find ways to begin to incorporate that. Right. So just add it into their daily routine on a weekend or on an evening or whatever it is. Yeah. Joy is to nourish themselves um, right. and, and that dream. Mm -hmm. Well, enjoy is so important because when we're in joy, that, that's one of the highest frequency energies there is. And so if people were to take a look at their lives and, and 
figure out, you know, when are those times where things just simply flow, where there seems to be all these serendipitous events, you know, and it's always when you're in joy, always, you'll be thinking about something and it'll just simply show up and it'll just keep cascading like that. And then it's always when you're in joy because the frequency is so high there that you can make shifts faster in that space. Yeah. And I think for some people, depending on where they are, I certainly have had that challenge at different times in my life. To jumpstart that can be challenging. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's kind of the fake it till you make it. So, you know, what can you do to allow you to feel more happiness, more joyful, more love? You know, so it might be turning on some music and dancing around your heart house (laughs) dancing around your heart and that too that too (laughs) (laughs) that's probably the number one thing that needs to happen (laughs) yeah and and i think also because even physiologically if somebody is depressed or sad we Mm -hmm. breathe much more shallow and so by getting some type of movement you open that up and it's physical it's physically impossible for you to stay in that lower frequency state so to try to get some movement in mm-hmm. is so very very important so it, again depending on the circumstances and the person we work those kinds of things out and what i also love about the miraculous living method is we can find those places that are bringing people down and we pop them out, you know, we release that. And something also that's very uh, unique about my system, you know, there are a lot of people, I'm sure you're one of them that do beautiful release work. But if you don't work with the mind to strengthen it, um, you risk defaulting into back into old patterns. So my process works with retraining the mind to strengthen either an existing neuropathway that has you looping in a more positive thought and direction that's in alignment with your heart's desire or, you know, so, or we just create a new one and that's part of the process as well. And I think that that is what speeds the process up. You have to have the thinking that's in alignment with what you want to create and experience Be and because you need to have that feeling because the feeling is what makes the magic happen. True. Well, that's where the energy comes from, the frequency, the excitement, right? When you get excited about something, you're feeling it. So so you're talking about training the brain into, um, to rethink, to think differently. Mm -hmm. So if you're, um, if you're wanting to, you know, create, I don't know, a beautiful house in the mountains, you can't keep saying, I'll never be able to afford this or that. (laughs) Right, right. So there's a whole, there's a whole talking process that the, that we get used to a a conditioning around. It comes probably from the family that you grew up in that you just kind of carry forward. And um, there is a whole different way of um, being really careful about the words you choose because every word that comes out is, it's even more powerful than the thought of something because you're one step more into manifestation when it's out of your mouth in words. 
Yeah, what, again, what I really appreciate about the gift I was given with the Miraculous Living Method is we create the scenario, the statements, the affirmations, if you will, but it's a scenario of how you want to be living and feeling. And because of the system between the sound healing and the, the transformational cards, it creates a very unique circuitry so mm-hmm. that when you state out loud and start training your brain, um, what ends up happening is, is it allows you to start feeling different and let's say a very common statement that people might uh, create in the beginning, say somebody who's been abused, I am safe. Mm -hmm. Well, saying that, and this is also why I really value my process because just saying affirmations can sometimes take a very long time to actually get the mind and the body to shift. And so, because we, it's estimated that we have approximately 60,000 thoughts a day, and most of those are under the radar, meaning they're subconscious. You don't even realize you have this conversation going on. Well, when we say an affirming statement, what happens is that which is not in alignment, where it's kind of going, oh, really, comes to the surface. And because you're in this beautiful frequency of the sound and the transformational parts, it melts the undercurrent away. It loses its hold. And so eventually the affirming thoughts, the affirming feelings are able to be more, much more easily expressed and realized. Do, do you have people who are... Um... Do you get people who are really down and out or, or not so much? Um, I have. Um, I would say it's in a smaller percentage, um, but I've helped people with anxiety and depression and um, insomnia. I mean, it, it just depends. But most people that come to me, they're really ready. Um, to make a change. They, they have reached a point. It's possible they've worked with other people and they're not getting results. They, they're, it's like, please help me and the frustration and the pain. So you, you go right to their joy and passion and, and skip whatever the pain is initially. Well, yes and no. I mean, I always want to know what's going on, what has somebody want to work with me? Uh, and, and I also want to work with people that are really committed to change because even though a jumpstart session, for example, can, can have a healing process, I give them my process, I teach them how to use it. You probably can appreciate this. There might be some movement, but I can't guarantee permanent results. After a little while, yes, I can. So um, I'm not, I think sometimes it's important to talk about the feelings. You know, it just, it depends. Um, once we identify what they want to create, then I'm able to do my healing work and start to open them up. You know, I look at their system kind of like a very complex 
Rubik's Cube. And I'm seeing where things are out of alignment and we're able to bring them back into alignment. I can see where energy stuck different than how you do that. You know, yours is very um, specific in terms of their medical, um, their medical experiences, their, their bodies. I don't go, I don't identify necessarily gallbladders and livers and all of that. Um, I have other ways of identifying things. And so we start opening that up. And because of how I work with people, um, we just keep adjusting and we just keep moving forward. And and um, depending on what it is that they're wanting to and needing to accomplish, they have homework. They We identify what I refer to as inspired action steps. I don't ask anybody to bungee jump, you know, it, but to take steps and typically between the two of us, um, or if it's a group situation, we do the same thing. People will know at least their next step or two. Mm-hmm. Well, I do have to say bungee jumping is inspiring if you haven't ever done it. <laughs> um, you know, um, I tried to bungee jump, but I left the cord. So I have no. Oh, that's right. Anything like that at all. There was a time I thought it was a really cool idea to jump out of an airplane. Not so much anymore. So <laughs> I'll leave that for some other great adventures. I'm adventurous, but not that way. You know, I turned 70 this year. And, wow. and so, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little mind boggling. It's like, how did that happen? I know. Well, time seems to be going a little faster these days. So um, I'm curious about your, I, I hope I say this right, the, the results accelerator process. Uh-huh. Yeah. So share a little uh, bit about that. Sure. At some point, I'm always interested in trying to find ways to accelerate results. And I want things to be easier and faster for people. I don't want anybody to have to go anything through anything close to what I went through. And it's now been a number of years. And I don't even remember the circumstances any longer. But I do remember in the inquiry of, I wonder. And um, what came to me was the res- what is now called the Results Accelerator um, process. And what this is, is I basically ask, so I have 10 categories that we look at when we're designing your life and your mission and all of that. And okay, so let's say you want to make more money. Well, sometimes that's exactly where you need to focus. Sometimes not. So what I'm able to do is test. I use applied kinesiology, which is a muscle testing process to determine what somebody's results accelerator is, which means what is the entry point for you to get easier, faster results to make money or release weight or whatever it might be. So for example, there was a person that I worked with very early on in this process, but I love the example. So he came to me because his business was really taking a nosedive. He just had lost his footing. He just could not get a contract and he was understandably concerned. 
his results accelerator, his entry point was he was to start dating. Now I share this because me, the person would not have would not have recommended that. I would have said, hey, let's get your business going again. Then we'll talk about the dating and relationship thing. So I said, let's let's um, trust the process. So I helped him develop his online profile. He started talking to women. In about three weeks, he connects with this woman in Brazil. I have no idea to this day how they actually connected, but they did. And they just had this strong connection. And he was working at, he was living at that time in Costa Rica. And shortly after they met, and they were talking all the time, he landed this huge contract. It just kind of fell in his lap. In fact, not only did that happen, he was able to do what he did very easily anywhere. So within about three months, if I remember correctly, he ended up moving. So again, I wouldn't have recommended that. There was another woman who came to me because I assisted her friend to release 60 pounds in a relatively short period of time. I think it was three or four months. It was fast. And so she came and her results accelerator, her entry point was her career. And she was not very happy about that. She said, I did not come to talk to you about my career. And so once again, we had a conversation. I said, can we please just trust the process? I helped her dust off her resume, helped her fix it up. And I'm not exaggerating. Within three weeks, she had a new job. She was very unhappy in where she was working. And shortly after she started working, guess what started happening with her weight? So it's, it's a very interesting process. Sometimes it is, you know, career to career, money to money, love to love. But more times than not, it's something else that kind of helps jumpstart all of that. Yeah, it, it's a funny thing because we tend as a, as a society well, I, to treat the issue. So if you're over at weight, you need to exercise more and eat less. Well, there's weight is such a huge thing. It could be so many different things. It could be someone who doesn't feel safe, someone who feels like they need protection, someone who's not grounded, someone who, right, needs more joy in their life. There could be a number of things. And oftentimes it's not that they're eating the wrong, <laughs> the wrong things. And they may be doing a lot of exercising. And the same thing for money. It can be a number of reasons why the money is not flowing. And it could be just that you're holding on to a lot of the past. And when you're holding on to past, that's flow. And, and when your flow stops, so does the flow of money. But it could be it could be that you're being called to move forward in a different way, something more joy-filled that you came here to do. And so it it's I kind of laugh when I see some of the YouTube shows on, you know, your sure way to lose weight or to make more money. And it makes me giggle because I know that <laughs> that's, that's the direction that seems obvious, but usually, usually that's not it. There's, there's a hidden message there. And, um, 
Most people aren't trained to go go check out those hidden messages, to really go inside and listen to what their body is telling them that they really, truly need, and to trust that guidance enough to follow it and, and do that. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it and I I would say the issues in your tissues um, help create the junk in your trunk. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I very much agree with what you're saying about flow. I think a lot of times, and I've experienced this myself, um, the the money and the weight, those issues are a lot of times, you probably have experienced that as well, are very interrelated. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes when there's one, there's the other. And, and, and time and space as well. Your experience of time seems to be shorter and less the more the less flow you have. When you've opened up that area, and usually it's in the sacral, the area of our creation energy where we nurture our dreams. We also hold on to past relationships and traumas there. And the more that's stored there, the less space and time we have, and they both go together. And once that energy is opened and freed, there's more flow, there's more, there's more, more fluidity in time. You have all of a sudden you have more time to do things and um, and then space also opens up around you, too. So it's kind of cool, <laughs> kind of miraculous almost. No, it is. And, and what I'm so grateful for people like you, myself and many others is we have found ways to facilitate change that is so much easier than ever before. Yes. And, you know, it's wonderful that you have this podcast, that you're getting this message out for people that in my own way, I'm getting this message out because boy, more than ever before, this could really support people. You know, we're, we're in what over a year and a half of a pandemic and probably we still have quite a ways to go. Unfortunately, So there's a lot of people that are feeling challenged. Some people are afraid. Some people are, you know, really struggling with this. And this is a critical time in a positive way. You know, whenever in my own life, much less, my goodness, what we're experiencing globally, I always look for what's the opportunity? Just like I said about the person who lost their job. Well, I always believe there's gold in any situation and we have to dig. What's the opportunity for you right now? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I had so many challenges at one point and discovered later after I healed the issues, the gifts behind them all, that later it became when a challenge would show up, I'd be like, well, yes, I know there's something awesome behind this or this would not be here. So I'm getting ready for my next level. And so like this pandemic has been an opportunity for humanity to look at things in a whole new way. You know, we we were all sent home to look at ourselves, <laughs> to look at our partners, to look at our family, to really look um, you know, hopefully at a- anything other than the news, which is um, trying to steer people in another direction. So you can get lost very easily if you, um, you know, give your power away and lose your focus away from what matters most yourself. 
Yes. And, and I think also it's a pivotal time for us to come together more in our communities. Mm -hmm. You know, I think for many of us, I don't know about you, but what I remember after such a long time, not being able to see family members or friends and hugging people. I mean, I just couldn't wait to be able to hug, you know, one of my closest friends. My son was very ill last year while I was writing my book and he happened to be living with me. And so that made it even more interesting uh, to really dig for uh, some miracles in my life. Uh, and to write about that had forced me to dig even deeper. So I think it's a, it's a time, maybe I'm hoping that people are realizing how invaluable our relationships are. I recognize that there are a lot of people out there that are angry and frustrated. But for those of us that can, to come together and strengthen collectively for mm -hmm. the positive to uplift, you know, people like Dr. David Hawkins has been able to demonstrate, you know, that if we live, let's say, at a in in a place of love, and that's a very easy place for me personally to live from, mm -hmm. we can impact thousands and thousands of people. It's like we're helping filling up those love wells. You know, when I have spoken at at schools and I address an issue of bullying. I teach kids. These are just kids whose hearts have been stomped on and this is how they have to cope. And I teach them how just silently they can send these kids love and fill up their love tanks. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many times I have seen this over and over and over, how it positively impacts those people and others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, this, what we're talking about, what you do and what I do needs to be out there and become, become a normal. And I, like you, am, am working too at trying to get this into the school st system and work with kids. I've done some work with them. Matter of fact, just last week, <laughs> um, they weren't too keen on what they called me therapy. Are we doing therapy again today? <laughs> and I thought it was fun therapy. So, um, and, and my, my real takeaway from that was, is that this is something they need to be doing when they're really young. You know, they like standing in front of the flag and saying the Pledge of Allegiance, knowing what their emotions do and their energy does and how to release and do these things need to be as common as that. And then it won't seem weird, you know, by the time they're in sixth, seventh and eighth grade that we're talking about something like this. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I think that that has served me so far because I also um, do a certain amount of work with youth um, because my background tends to be, um, very traditional. So I talk kind of regular talk. And, um, and so it's also helpful that we have a lot of science behind this today. Mm. You know, when I first started out um, on this path, I couldn't even explain what was happening to me or why it was happening to me um, and with me. And, but 
the, there was also a little part that I love still that I can't fully explain how this works because isn't it wonderful that we don't have to figure everything out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and that means coming out of leaving our minds a little bit and trusting our hearts. <laughs> so hard to do. So, so tell me what is, what is the biggest challenge you see of people trying to create their dream or live their dream, step into it? Yeah, I think the biggest hurdle is really believing it's possible um, and to instill hope, trust, and faith. Um, I think trust is also a very big issue. And uh, so, again, it depends on people's circumstances that it might take a little bit longer Um, You know, I've worked with people that are rather skeptical, not so much that they're skeptical about what they're doing. They're skeptical, wondering, is it really possible? Well, I got a whole lot of people behind me that I can say, yep, it is definitely possible. What I tell people when uh, they're looking at um, working with me and we have an initial conversation I tell them, you know, I've been blessed. I've been, given, I've been given a magic wand of sorts, but I have not been given a crystal ball. And I said, however, I am hoping that you are not going to be the one to screw up my success rate. <laughs> and it kind of lightens the mood a little bit. You know, right. it's like, you know, it, we just have to walk this journey. And and I think the, the real beauty of this also is recognizing that we have an inner guidance system that's brilliant. And if we really can open ourselves up to the extent of, of knowing it, feeling it, hearing it, seeing it, whatever mode is yours, um, we don't, you want to talk about an executive coach, um, there's none better. And mm-hmm. that executive inner guidance system may say, hey, I think you might want to have a conversation with Jerry or Wendy or mm-hmm. whatever. So it's not like we live on mountaintops and we can get all of this done. We're in this together. And help really is a four-letter word that should not be looked at as a four-letter word. Um, I still use people today. You know, just like what you were talking about, we reach a certain place in our lives. Well, guess what? We don't typically stop there. It's like, okay, you're ready for your next promotion, so to speak. And so we're continually evolving. And it's wonderful that there are so many people out there that can support you in that journey. Yeah, absolutely. I and I think one of the the biggest things too to that inner guidance is the trusting it. Cuz I know for years I would get the greatest inner guidance, but I thought that was just my mind chatter, so I never it, and it really took me a while to hone in and went, "Wait a minute." And it's usually always that first thought. It's the first thought. It's the, that that's the the one, and then after that, the mind steps in and says, gives you all right. the reasons, and tries right. to weigh things and balance things, right. and and then you've completely dismissed that initial. 
And, and usually it's the one that makes you feel the most excited too. That's true. Um, you know, that's, that leads into inspired action. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's like that <gasps> feeling. And, and then um, it's kind of, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a, <gasps> I'm going to run to the store right now or whatever it is. I, but it might take a little more effort. You know, I had one of those moments not too long ago. It's now probably been about five or six weeks ago. My mother, I moved my mom here a little over four years ago. She has dementia and it has advanced significantly at this point. And she's in a lovely facility, not too far from where I live. And, um, and she hasn't spoken in months. And I was there and I don't even remember, you know, um, I tell her stories. I sometimes read her parts of my book. You know, I show her pictures, we do life reviews. And out of the blue, she suddenly speaks my name. And it was almost a little startling. You know, it was like, wow, mom. And then a few minutes later, she said it again. And I was back there a couple days later and we had our little visit. And when I leave, I always give my mom a little peck on the mouth. And I looked at her and I said, Mom, I love you. And she looked back at me and said, I love you too. And I'm sure my eyeballs popped out. And I ended up writing a blog about it because that felt like a miraculous moment. Mm -hmm. And what it sparked was I am now interviewing people about their miraculous moments because I think we could all benefit from stories to bring out the miracles that are always present in our lives if we're just open to noticing them, to allowing them to be received. Biggest issue, I'm sure you probably find that as well. And, and so that's a great example of what we were just talking about. You know, it, I got sparked and it's growing I mean, I'm only five interviews in. However, what's also interesting is how people show up or stories show up. And so even that's been very miraculous in the unfoldment. So I feel like I'm being affirmed. Keep going with these. And it's so much fun. You know, it's inspiring me. And I'm hoping that it inspires others as well. Well, and I have to tell you, when I first started my journey, I had, you know, a series of events happen that led to an awakening process for me. And I ended up going to one of those books. I think it was a book called um, A Book of Miracles or something, because I had so many miracles happening to me that I had no explanation for. No one could give me reason for it. You know, the phone would ring at odd times. No one would be there. Lights were going off and on. I was hearing things, seeing things, and all these things were just, I, I would have a vision and the picture would show up somewhere. And and so I'm like, oh my goodness, what is going on here? And I ended up finding a book called The Book of Miracles that 
mm-hmm. and, and was reading stories that other people had of those experiences. And it helped to validate what was happening with me. It made mm-hmm. me believe believe in the miracles that they were real and that, that I wasn't going crazy, maybe. <laughs> right? Right. I understand. I understand. And so I and I think people can use a whole a whole heaping amount of that right now. And so I'm very grateful for my mom being the spark that allowed me to start birthing this and, and really open that up even more. Right. Well, I think we should have a national TV station. We're going to call it the good news, right? And it's going to be, this is the channel you're going to want to watch. And it's going to be all about the amazing miracles happening and all about the people that are creating things and how you live a healthy lifestyle and all the magic that's happening in the world. And because there is so much of that, I mean, you look amazing at 70 and years ago, that wasn't that I know many people who are reverse aging. That wasn't even a thing 20 years ago. So on the opposite end of what's being telecast, there's the opposite of that in the most miraculous of ways. And that's not being telecasted. And wouldn't it be great if it was people, you know, because I I just did a whole talk on this. You know, we've got the yin yang single symbol, right? There's the black and the white. Well, which side of it do you want to live on? If you're constantly focusing on the black side, you're missing the opposite of that that's happening on the other side of it. And so you, you could pick size. It's just a matter of your focus and your intention. And, and are you going to take the steps to do it? Cause there are steps you have to take. <laughs> yep. It's very true, but it's really wonderful because, um, you know, so much is available to help others today, you know, and, you know, if, People want a jump start. That's what I'm calling. I have that special little package. They can reach out to me. You don't have to work with me forever, but enough to really get you going. And and I hope that people might also be inspired to get um, my most recent book. Well, you can get both of them um, <laughs> because there are articles. There's examples and exercises for you to utilize, including a link for the results accelerator that you were mentioning earlier, which is, I'm a little biased. It's kind of a cool exercise. Well, I skimmed through um, the book and it's awesome. And and I have it right here, create your miraculous life. And so, and I think people could read through it very quickly and enjoy everything. I sure enjoyed what I read. And yeah, and if anyone wants to get in touch with Wendy too, all the links will be below um, on YouTube and above on Facebook, and so um, they can connect with you there. Do Do you have any any closing words? I I have to say you have a quote in here from Alice in Wonderland. I think it was the Mad Hatter quote that I just loved. Do you, Do you know which one I'm talking about? Not in this moment. I'm sure. Go ahead. Do you remember? Oh. I, I should have booked market because it was about people. People are looking for miraculous events, but yet they don't believe in miracles yes. or they're, or they're looking for people want a miraculous cure for something. They want a quick answer, a quick cure for things, but yet they don't believe in miracles. And so right. I, I didn't do well on that quote. I wish I would have had it. But the in essence hand. of it, 
<clears throat> is true. And I apologize that I'm not remembering either, but the essence mm -hmm. of it is true. It's like everybody wants a miracle, uh -huh. but yet they don't believe in miracles. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a fabulous week. Namaste.